My name is Derek. My friend Keith and I, we host the Pop-Up Filmcast. Every episode, we talk about fake movies like they're real. Last year, Keith told me about the NYC Midnight Screenwriting Competition. It's a crazy contest where you have to write a short-form script in a small amount of time. The twist is it has to be a specific genre and incorporate a random theme and a random character. We both participated. We did fairly well, and we had a good time. So this year, we decided to do it again, invite some friends, and talk through the process. This is Midnight Writers. Episode 4, Resolution and Final Image. The results are in and the band is back together to discuss. Keith, Phil, Joel, Julianne, and I, we examine our ups and downs with the first rounds of the competition. I didn't have a ton of logical places to break up the conversation, so I trimmed it up, cut it down, made it nice, and let it fly for this episode. Keith, you're up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the... Uh... The thing I got, I got an espionage movie. Uh, had it have um, a runner, mm-hmm. and it also had to have uh, what was a betrayal, um, some something else, but like that uh, disgraced no, or something be, along those uh, lines. No, wasn't it? Um, boy, and, and this I'm I'm, miss, I'm, I'm missing so the uh, your log no. lines on the script, right? Could, well, no, not not. A, um, I'm trying to scandal. think what I'm trying to remember. Scandal. Thank you. Yeah, and so um, the uh, the title of mine was "Spy Goes to the Runner," and the you know the logline. And again, yeah, we just we did just read this um, for pop up. We did a we did the script read, uh, but it's great. A disgraced former secret agent finally tracks down uh, the one that got away, but is still a few steps behind. And uh, you know, so I'll be honest, I'm. You know, I'm it. I really, really enjoyed this, uh, the script, especially after doing a read on it. Uh, I really enjoyed this thing a lot, and um, I, I did not make it past the first round, and I was a little bit upset uh, about that for a while. Uh, for the most part, the judges, um, you know, they appreciated the strong descriptions, great pacing, and character personalities, uh, and well timed dialogue. Um, uh, another one said they appreciate the details of the piece from character establishing visuals, uh, you know, of the opening to random quirky and specific details like chocolate frosting on the bottom of the dollar bills. Uh, a very clear routine that Reed has established, uh, Reed being the main character with all of his informants. Um, the other person thought this was a suspenseful and compelling screenplay. Uh, Reed is a strong protagonist. Characterization was great. Dialogue was authentic and well placed. Um, they liked my Shay Ross character, uh, attitude and spirit, and Piranhas created a great final moment. Great job. Uh, on the other side of things, what they thought needed work. You know, um, they said it was amazing foundation. Appreciated its moodness and thought the characters were well grounded and entertaining. Which I always kind of thought after I wrote it, yeah, I would love to like expand it out um, even more. You know, because they wanted to know even they were curious about Reed and his history with the other characters. Uh, and I, I thought that would have been great to like have a more expanded version of this to like tell the full story. Um, the one other person here, though, they, they said they're confused as what kind of story, spy story this wants to be. Uh, more slice of life, um, but then ends up being like realm of a ridiculous movie villain. 
uh, there's one thing. Oh, like it says, what excessive plotting to throw someone into a prana tank. And then, and then in parentheses says, that's so much work. Like, <laughs> well, my God. I'm like, it was so much work. Like, this wasn't like something I was doing as a hobby. Like, this is a <laughs> character in a spy movie. And like, if you ever seen a spy, like, there's big over the top, you know, villain type things. And like, that was their knock on this. Is like this, like, their main knock seemed to be that, like, uh, there was nothing to really know about like why did this guy put in so much effort like i guess i could just okay kill him when you sneak up behind him just boom shoot him and be done um so yeah that was the the main thing like uh you know they wanted to know more about if shay and reg were former agents even though i extremely explained uh that you know they're not they're acquaintances um but you know i it is what it is. I mean, I think one person just, one of the judges when they read this, it, it just did not connect with them the same way that it did for the other two. You know what, though? They had to put in a negative, I'll bet. Just they had to find someone, so they probably oh, poured no, some. I, it's not the fact that they gave me an, anything negative on it. I mean, I'm expecting something like that. It's that it, their commentary was so far off. Yeah. I just want to say there is something called a negativity bias, so it's interesting because we all fall pray i think me too to you get 20 positive comments and you get that one especially when you're incensed by it but the one will stand out way mm. more than the 50 good ones especially when it's yeah, for sure disagree yeah. with. No, so let's hear yours phil you started to talk about yours a bit i want to uh let's see mine was a suspense story uh lesser of two evils and it had to contain a limousine driver um, so specific i always love like how prompts for stuff like this go it's so such random stuff all thrown together and you have to figure out how to connect the dots it's so weird <laughs> um my my log line is uh an anonymous chauffeur is given a bizarre set of moral choices whose outcomes would only benefit the despicable people around him and uh mm. it got i think i got a I didn't make it past uh, the first round either, but it got a uh, honorable mention. However, they, whatever that is, where it's like, yeah, we like this, but uh, hit the bricks, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but mostly, I think my my feedback was good, not just like positive feedback. I think a lot of my negatives were good. Uh, people like the scenario that I presented in, uh, they, they thought it was kind of unique and and pose sort of an interesting dilemma for the uh for the limo driver they like the ending because it it kind of took a hard left but it still fit with the rest of the story and um and just overall i think conceptually uh they liked it but uh a lot of the feedback i got was um uh they wanted more background on the main character which i thought was kind of an odd note because it's like well it's a short screenplay was this like 12 pages <laughs> so just to get the story out seemed like a lot but i know there are ways to do that so it it was something to uh to take note of um they thought some of the reactions to some kind of bizarre scenarios weren't quite um weren't quite big enough uh which i also i i get it's it's kind of i found a uh i like to work in short narrative but i did find a challenge in like you know, how do you develop these characters enough and still develop a story along the way within this, this tight parameters? 
mm-hmm. that you're given. Uh, and then I got one that was uh, somebody who says uh, the screenplay reads more like a short play since the majority of it is in one place and one period of time and plot. And I thought that was a weird thing to have a drawback on because yeah. I didn't really think that made a difference to the quality of the story I was telling. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and because then, can't it all be in one location? Yeah, one my scene? dinner with Andre. Yeah, sure. we yeah. Uh, we reviewed Twelve Angry Men on on our podcast last year, and yeah. it's like almost all in one room, and it's just wow. sort of like that makes all this tension. You know, it's all, some great tense movies take place in in one place. Yeah, um, Panic Room. Boom. Yeah, Panic Room. Uh, Hateful Eight. The thing, all these uh, room great movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're tearing me apart. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that, and I got the note that um, uh, Scarlet, who is my my sort of ex machina, who comes in at the end. Scarlet comes in with only two pages left. I wonder if there was a stronger use for her, and this is sort of the um, the one I I think I took the most exception to because she is not in the majority of the movie but she is i think probably the strongest character in in the movie that i wrote in the script that i wrote and i think a lot of people mistake uh screen time for like uh important character or mm-hmm. uh pivotal character or strength of character or anything like that and i just i i think there's a a big conversation about representation that is is great and people are wanting more screen time but it's like also that doesn't always equal like a good character or a strong character I I don't think the two are necessarily the same thing Mm -hmm. so I brought and she is my sole female character um and but I think she's kind of the strongest point of the the story that I wrote I got enough feedback over my lifetime that it's kind of rolls off and I figure out what's good advice to take forward and i think there's some good advice in even the stuff i didn't agree with but um yeah i don't know i I thought it was all fairly good feedback and fairly constructive um but uh like keith i think some of it was a little off the mark and kind of missed the bigger point that i was making in my story if that makes sense it's you know they got the story they were just maybe looking for something a little bit different and they kind of missed the point a little bit in their their criticism um is from where i'm sitting you know other people may look at that and go yeah it's totally valid so um and he's sitting uh, in a box my story was i got uh refresher i have a crime caper uh with a banker and a celebration and uh, one of the things I would immediately change, as we talked about already, would be my log line. But, uh, and the title probably as well. It's called Birthday Girl. Uh, Kenny Strickland tries hard to balance between being a good husband, father, and friend. When his criminal best buddy calls in a favor, he has a few hours to pick up the balloons and get the cash before his daughter's fifth birthday starts. Uh, I, I, I got very positive feedback i got a ton of feedback um compared to the previous uh year and installation or installment or whatever a ton of feedback ton of positive i did advance out of the first round so that was exciting compared to the previous year um 
and you know the the positives you know it's it's always nice to to bask in the glow of the positives right you know it's like good character development dialogue blah 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 pacing terrific story very funny all all the things that like i got from it that i really enjoyed when i wrote it uh the negatives were mostly uh format um screenplay specific things and then also the violence <laughs> because because mm-hmm. my story does turn violent and it went and at first when i got the the feedback i was like oh yeah you know i guess it does get violent uh but then recently reading it again i was like oh it gets really violent and it's way too descriptive of the violence it is it it, it does take a, a very strong violent left turn at a point right yeah so did tarantino um, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I and, love and, Reservoir uh, Dogs, yeah. except and, for all and, that and violence that was, and swearing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. that was <laughs> with the feedback too. It's like, Jeez. oh, you know, it's violent, and I don't mind violent. I I found it actually. One person found it startling. One person found it amusing. You know, um, and they likened it to things like Tarantino, which, um, which is awesome. I mean, that, that's a that's a cool comparison to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but with rereading it though, I probably would not have done it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or done it as intensely as I did it. Um, I mean, there's ways to resolve <laughs> so, because that was when, when I was writing it, that was my problem. It's like, I don't know how to resolve this to where he gets away. Well, if you, you totally eliminate all the loose threads. <laughs> yeah. right. then, then, Just shoot him. There's no way you can't get away, right? Like that's usually how good. someone gets away in a crime caper yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. monkey it's gives you up. Fix. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's almost too quick of a fix. It's almost kind of lazy now the, the more I think about it. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean the I, for for me the feedback was was strong it was a ton like and the way they give it to you is in the very poorly formatted email right yeah uh so i had to copy paste it all into a word doc and put in proper spacing yeah. to see who wrote what because you have three people that are identified by numbers and they give you uh positive and negative feedback or not they don't call it negative what do they call it uh, uh what the ju- what didn't the judges like yeah they call they say what the judges liked about your story what the judges what feel the judges work. feel needs work yeah yeah which is fair. And a lot of the stuff was, uh, yeah, I, I can't argue against it. Okay, we're up next. So let's yeah. do it. Mouse and Weens. Yahoo! Oh. Mouse and Weens is here. Joelle, you go first. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? I'm your hype girl. No, go for it. All right, hype it up. So ours was, our genre was fantasy, uh, castaway was a character so we had to do a castaway and then dis, uh transition so there had to be some kind of transition or transformation right? thank you mm-hmm. that too uh i was the name of our script <laughs> and our log line sorry is uh enslave okay you read this joe because this is uh this is what you wrote she did the log line i did oh uh, yeah i did okay yeah, yeah so the it's called I, spelled A-Y-E, like I, 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 I. Um, all right. Enslaved on an exotic black market island, I and her family attempt escape. Left for dead, fate plays a hand, and a chance meeting of another woman turns into a fight for the survival of the species. Or do you say species? species? I say species. Species. What there do you, you say? Species? 
apparently my tooth hole says species she's she's got a little tooth hole guys she has one tooth missing (laughs) it's a a dental issue the judge from right negative feedback (laughs) all right so ours was uh, i would say so i kind of came up with the idea initially joelle and and I talked about it and then she just said, uh, you know, run with it, whatever. And then, but we would go back and forth and discuss what the story was about. So basically, um, we've already described what the story is though, right? But it's a girl who goes and tries to escape from being imprisoned on an island with, uh, that's a black market exotic island where they've captured, they have a bunch of exotic animals. She is trying to escape with uh, other slaves who've been in prison. There's a certain type of species of, you know, they're called the Praxa people. I don't really know how this read to people, like honestly, but we got- What was their, yeah, the feedback should probably say. feedback on the good side i'll just pull out i'm gonna look at one line and i'll pull out the line i like the extra here's what one judge says i like the extra details with the injections that stump powers and the animals helping everyone to escape by pretending to be earplugs the story paces well as the plot unfolds the dialogue is direct and to the point spelled t-o-o judge to the oh. point <laughs> and you're judging right i'm just yeah. saying i just want to know okay so and i was captivated by this delightful screenplay so that's nice that feels positive and then there was this comment <laughs> i wonder about the history of prison island the origin and imprisonment of hybrid species of animals and how the exotic animal black market began how did the armadillo guards come out on top? How did the Praxa become slaves? Some backstory would improve the reading viewing experience. If you could add 12 more pages, yeah. I'll tell you how that happens. <laughs> no, um, I understand. I don't know. That that was the one that got me because, you know, and there's two other judges feedback, but I remember going, just trying so hard to squeeze all this in 12 pages and then going, are you kidding? Where would yeah. that ever go? Also, I mean, don't you pay attention to Hollywood? People do prequels all the time. This is yeah. just the start. I can go back yeah. to something later. Exactly. Um, we will learn where Batman will explain came all from. this. Yeah, we we can change all the history of all this later when we write the prequel. Well, and yeah. they're, they're the prison guards. They're disposable characters. We don't need to know about them necessarily at this point. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that at all. And if you guys do agree with it, then please do say so because I also love to hear, to me, I go, well, it's one person's opinion and it might be a good opinion, but I don't know if it's for people's opinion, then I'll go, oh, okay, I get it. I think you bring up a good point that, that like you guys never established that like the armadillos are the ones who run everything. They're just in charge of a prison. So they're not mm-hmm. even like tops on the list yeah. of whoever is in charge of this full like world or kingdom or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're the guys who are at the at the prison. They're the guards and stuff yeah. like that. And there's other people, you know, above them. So like asking like all these other questions. Well, you know, obviously there's probably more of a story there overall. It's in my um, head. I could tell yeah. you who it is. I didn't know how to. Put yeah, it. but that doesn't have to be on the. Yeah, no, like that's yeah, what that, that's yeah, the yeah, thing that I keep coming page. up against is like yeah. 
these people are like, well, I want more backstory. And it's like, this guy's a, you know, on mine, it was like, is this guy's a chauffeur? He's yeah. just like, he's just like a everyday, like working guy like that. You know, I don't understand what, you That's know, not what he had for story. breakfast that morning is, is, is leading into all of this. Like if you're telling a complete story within your, your framework, like that should be enough. You do assume like, yeah, there is a history mm-hmm. uh, of this island. There is a, a a backstory to this guy, but what comes across is like that's enough for what we're doing here. To their point, I I do ha- already have have the self conscious attitude towards. I try to cram in and create beginning, middle, end a lot, and put in a lot of details. Like even this twelve pages, I had to pull back a lot because I did want to fill it in with extra backstory and that's been my issue so on this I thought I was so great to be kind of more sparse than I normally am so I want to learn the art of maybe doing a smaller something where I you know it's like speaking like I'm trying to do right now but uh we're (laughs) filling in all the blank space sometimes that's not as great as leaving some breathing room Mm. so that's what I'm learning Uh, here and this is to your point Phil I think but they said I would argue the note hell exists here when I wrote hell exists here you know you describe it so it's like the buildings are falling apart the cages are rusty blah 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 hell exists here and then they walk through utopia they said are unnecessary for the reader producer because you've hopefully established this through the rest of the script focus on a new sparse but specific description in these moments to show and not tell uh they brought an english teacher in to <laughs> bring, give you these not like it's it's a it's a descriptor it's a it's a kind of piece of prose that you're using as a descriptor i don't think it's a bad thing at I've all. read a lot of scripts that do have I, that. That's why I put it I in. I too. I, I read yeah. my uh, my cousin Ben wrote a, a horror movie, and that script is written like in prose, and then mm-hmm. the then you know stage direction, uh, but stage direction and and dialogue are are formatted. But like a lot of his setting up scenes and things, it's written in paragraph form, like a like a short story, and yeah. I, I'm like. Oh, this is an, an, I had never seen a script like that before, mm-hmm. but when you go like the great thing about online is you can read scripts online and you oh, just yeah. see like all these different ways that people write. And it is, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think anyone who gives you a note like that is just looking to nitpick. Yeah, maybe like, because you know. I did look this up. I did have the question and I called a friend who writes for SpongeBob and I asked him. <laughs> and then I, I also looked at a couple other scripts and, and a lot of times and stuff I've worked on where I pulled up, they give you weekly scripts on episodes and stuff. And a lot of them would close out with that. They would, you know, it's like, blah, blah, blah. This is a place you wouldn't want to be at night. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or whatever. And it's just kind of a way to like, what do Just they call it? The button ha- at the end. Hammer at home. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did, I've seen that written a lot, but whatever. Mm. Yeah. This was a really fun experience though. I just, I love the camaraderie. It was so nice to have friends in this, you know. Thanks it was for cool to there. do it as a, as a group. I, yeah. I thought it was really fun to, to do these, these meetups and talk about, you know, how'd your week go? How did your week, yeah. go? you know, cause that week of, 
of actually hammering this stuff out was like super intense. So I, I've, I've liked doing every stage of this with you guys. It's been mm. really fun. Me too. I, I think I mentioned in the earlier episode, uh, I think in the first episode of this is that even like when we did this last year, like Derek and I, we, we exchanged like our scripts to for each of us to read over, but we didn't sit and like, kind of like, you know, talk about the ideas of what we're going to do and like the, the process of, and all of it. Mm. Um, so, I mean, even, you know, if I was disappointed in not getting past the first round, I, this has been a much more fun experience overall. Yeah. Um, you, you know, forgetting to talk about the stuff and, and getting to just have these, you know, overall just kind of conversations about, you know, writing and, and, and movies and scripts and stuff like that. Um, and, and people's likes uh, and dislikes overall uh, with it is, I mean, it's just been a great time. Yeah. Agreed. Writing could be a very solitary experience as we know, but to, and I used to sit and, you know, put your head down and spend time in a cabin in the woods and do that whole thing. And this was so, it was kind of lonely and sad. So I really appreciate this experience. I think this is what life's about you guys. There we go. Next Yay! script. The real script was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Derek, did you want to talk about any of the feedback on your second one? Oh, yeah. I, I totally can. Uh, for the second round, I received... Fucking rub it in our faces. Yeah, <laughs> Derek, I gotta go. Uh, oh, yeah, so different episode. For those yeah. of us that won the first round. <laughs> Derek's got a whole separate episode. It's just him talking about it. Yeah, Nobody else exactly. About it. Oh. Welcome to the winner's podcast. It's yeah. just me, Derek. Just spin, <laughs> just, yep. Him and that one noise. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what did I do? What did I get? I got... Yeah, a gold fantasy. star. Oh. I did get a gold star. I got several <laughs> gold stars. They that they, they mailed them to me. Oh. In an envelope. Three gold stars, one from each judge. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, I got fantasy. Oh, mm. Boy, I can't remember what my, my props were. Um. Anyway, it, it was a fantasy, and it was something and something. I can't remember what their two props were. It's going to really bug me now. Um. And I, my log line, you know, the story I wrote. Uh, so one of the things with the first script, I wrote it and my kid wanted to read it. And I'm like, well, you can't read this. <laughs> You're nine, right? So um, no. Uh, and, but for this one, I was like, well, I'm going to write something that she can read. And that was my, this was, that's what I did. Um, mm, it's a fantasy cool. story. Uh, the title is Melanie and her frozen lunch. Uh, when the new kid at school has trouble fitting in, she has to decide if the help of a mischievous imp is worth the trouble. Uh, and the gist of the story is uh, Melanie is the new kid at school. Her father, on the way out the car door, gives her his good luck charm. Uh, and then she discovers that with it comes magical powers. You can summon this freeze time and summon this mischievous imp. Um, and she has all the problems of the standard first day of school at a new school uh, where there's jerks and loneliness and whatnot. Um, and I got pretty good. I got actually I got I didn't advance. I didn't, I didn't get an honorable mention in the second round. However, but I believe the feedback that I got for this one 
was more inspiring than the other one. Um, mm. And it, the, the positives are there. You know, I like the scene. Um, the dialogue is consistent and solid. Uh, the introduction of the imp is a surprising twist. All this, all this good, good stuff. Uh, the things that need work, and there's the handful of um, formatting things like, oh, instead of creating a scene, just do all this stuff, you know, right? Like, that's all great. Uh, but most of the, the feedback was, oh, this feels like a piece of something larger. And a lot of the feedback I got back was how to make it something larger, <laughs> right? Like, oh, Jesus. oh, if you did this, um, you know, explore this angle, explore this angle, try to find this theme, you know, work on it. And I, I really found, I, I found it to be more valuable feedback because it was actually like, it was constructive feedback. It, it wasn't just like, uh, and of course there's always the, there's, I don't know if you guys had this, but you always get the one feedback that's just like, it's a grammatical nitpick. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I used the wrong form of there in mm. in one sentence in the entire fucking thing right <laughs> like and you find that one or no i'm sorry not there it's well you don't uh, need to uh, you don't need to it's not apostrophe. Apostrophe it's not contraction I, I understand that yeah. i used it correctly everywhere else in the, <laughs> in the that's just one of those like quick type things right uh and like i get that right and that's fine but um the rest of feedback was constructive it was like boy th this is a terrific start this needs to be uh, this. I don't want to sit here and read it all because it, it. When I pasted it out, it's it's three pages in. Oh wow! Oh, I got a ton of feedback. You know what? You maybe that's what happens next level because they take you more seriously. Yeah, they brought out the real judges. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Too. Well, I mean, so if in Google Docs, my my first round feedback is two and a half, right? So it's just a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah, oh wow! Like three paragraphs. Wow, they wanted to so, work with you. They wanted yeah, to get I don't know. out of here. So, like, to, to me, like, that, that's cool. I like, I think that's great. You know, I like that. But it, it almost felt this round was more like in that, like, if I were to like send this to a script service, you yeah. know, like, or to a reading service, you know, like, mm -hmm. what is your feedback? And that's what it felt like. And it was, it was while I didn't progress, and there's tons I need to work on. Uh, there was lots of stuff here to, you know, build off if I were to build off those since the first round and like the first round, like really got me all jazzed up. I've, I've read four different screenwriting books and I'm I've oh my gosh. working on things. Right. So there's lots of different things that as I see these, I'm like, yeah, that's not right. I would do that differently. Mm. Good for you. That lit a fire. That's, uh, that shows a lot of, of uh, improvement and uh, over a pretty short time. If you're already able to like kind of pick apart something that wasn't bad to begin with, but I mean, I know it's easy to see the flaw or not like stuff that we did, but like to actually be able to pinpoint how you would improve something is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty easy. Can I um, guess your books? I'm going to guess Story by Robert McKee. Did you read that? No. Nope. Can you oh. hear me? Oh, guess, yeah. yeah. Guess your books tonight. Did I'm you read? Yes. yes. Guess your books. Uh, Blake Snyder. Kill the Cat. Oh, yeah. Save the Cat. I did. Save the Cat. Kill the Cat. Kill the Cat. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Kill what did you read? Cat. Because maybe so it'll I, tell I, the I, viewers. I read the Sidfield book. 
Sid Field books, mm-hmm. great, great. Yeah. yeah, and then I read. It's called the Screenwriting Bible. I can't remember mm. who wrote that. Uh, it and it's like four books contained in one book. Mm. Um, it's like broken up into four. Matthew, and, Mark, Luke. Uh, <laughs> um, what a hack. Yep. Fred. And then I read uh, Save the Cat, which if you look online is is a much derided book because it is very like specific in its it. formula, right? Where yeah. it says- in The this, dark night of the soul. Yeah, to do this, to make that, and this is how this happens. And then I also, my least favorite because it's it's less technical um, is the like the inner movie, write your perfect- movie in 21 days or so i can't remember mm. um and that was fine uh but most of the things that i see that i would do differently are of a technical basis like mm. because the, there's there's very specific things that spec and these are all speculative scripts that we were we were tasked with writing a spec script not a shooting script um and we touched on that earlier and the formatting of it the the way you you know the cl- you know, block out your action, the descriptive nature of things. You don't write things that won't be on the screen. You can only write things that can be seen. You know, I think it's things like that. And then that's what I wonder when we're listening, I was listening to all, all of the feedback and I wonder because all of the judges are adjacent to film industry in some way, whether they're, they're readers or, or uh, teachers or professional screenwriters, whatever. I wonder if, and and I can say this for my case, if when you get into it, if the first page has things that break rules in a way that disgruntle you, mm. do you, do you immediately dismiss the rest? Right? Yeah. Where it's like, yes. oh, boy, they can't, they can't even do this. Like I, this giant block of action up here, this should be three paragraphs of three sentences each, not one nine sentence paragraph. Right. All right. Well, we'll see. This person clearly doesn't know what they're doing. So we'll. Yeah. yeah you have a prejudice all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Can I tell you one thing? I, I remember getting feedback on a script that I really loved and I loved the idea of writing um, flashback where the person says dialogue over what's going on or you flashback mm-hmm. to their childhood. And at that time, nobody was doing that. And the feedback was you're using flashback as a cheater to mm-hmm. tell your story and then all of a sudden flashback became like the new thing to do yep. so it was just it it was that kind of stuff where you go oh you people are stuck in their old ways often stuff that's um, out of fashion or yeah you know because a lot of that stuff is in that trends in movies like yes people use flashback all the time and then it's all over now it yeah. goes into an era where like nobody uses flashback or yeah. nobody nobody does a cold open to a movie and then yeah. everybody does cold open and backstory yeah. was not necessary for a long time yeah, you never right. went into who batman is you just didn't and now that's what people love i so. got to see the pearls every yeah. fucking time <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, it made me wonder and then if that happens, if because that that this is they how, how many scripts are they reading over the course of this competition? Let's right. say they have to read thirty five scripts in the first round, and you and you pick up on script twenty, which is maybe your seventh for the day. You look at it, and you're like, well, shit, like the first paragraph is just way too much. I can't read all this, yeah. and then and that immediately sours the pot for the mm-hmm. for the next eleven pages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they don't like the smell of the cologne on the page. Mm-hmm. You never know. It could be anything. Yep. It could be. Did anything. you spray your script again, Derek? Yes, he did. I did with pheromones. 
<laughs> that's why I got the three gold stars and three love letters. That's right. into, US, into his USB port uh, yeah. before he sent the email. Oh, yeah. so smart. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> but that's why, you know, you hear these stories all the time, you know, people on jobs and they're the script readers and it could be anything. They had a bad tuna sandwich for lunch and your script's mm -hmm. going in the garbage. So you really don't know. Yep. Mm. But all all it really takes is a on that first page. If you strike a sour note, then it's downhill from and they're out. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, There's some I appreciate good notes. criticism. I don't mind it. Yeah, as long as long as it's valid. If it's just like, oh, you sound like an idiot. The punctuation. Well, that's not. That's not because you gotta wonder you know sometimes with like american idol and things and you see this person up there singing you're like you know their grandmother was real supportive their mom was super supportive they said go for it and then they get up there dog. and you go oh, yeah pretty pitchy yeah <laughs> so yeah. you want you want people to tell you if you're on the right track uh and you bring up uh, american idol like for so long like the show was designed to well at least the first like four weeks of it are designed to where you just laugh down at people, right? Uh -huh. That's the whole right. point. It's like these these people that think that want to be singers or think mm. that they're good, and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. You prop them up, you give them backstory, uh. and then they come on and they're terrible. Um, and it's just all done to mock, you know. I did not like that part of that. Show. I know. I thought that's it was terrible. Every, that's the way every like talent based competition was for a long time yeah oh yeah it was nasty every but... reality show has the negative judge who has all the hot takes and oh yeah. he went there mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah it's always there is a there is a i think it's trickled down to every contest everybody everybody wants yeah. to be the one who's like oh yeah i'm gonna tell it how it is and yeah. it's just like yeah can you just you know give me some honest feedback instead of like going out of your way for for uh you know the hot take or whatever right. uh, you know what that's why i like that there was a competition called rhythm and flow did you guys see that where they would base mm -mm. uh freestyle rappers and it was cardi yeah, b well, was one say, of the yeah. judges i thought it was great because they didn't have one of those nasty judges they were just there trying to give honest feedback did you agree do you think so too yeah i actually very much enjoyed that i mean yeah. the few times where somebody missed the mark they did they gave them like appropriate criticism without being like completely rude they weren't like that utter shite or anything like yeah, that. yeah just, there was no there's no, no. gimmicky thing yeah isn't yeah. that was, why everybody likes that british baking show is uh, because it's it's like positive and yeah. nobody's nasty to anybody um so That's it's good. i think the american people well i don't know i might be wrong but i feel like we've had it except then there are millions of trollers out there on the I don't know. Maybe we haven't had. Maybe we like that drama. Yeah, they're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nine-year-old nerd in the basement. That's right. Yeah, got it. But I hope we're moving more towards a little bit of a positive uh, culture. But yeah, I like the judges on this said, we feel it needs work. That's the kind of feedback you need to hear. There you go. Uh, this is what sucks. Constructive criticism. That's okay. We like it. Because if my like third ever attempt at screenwriting were perfect, I'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And that brings us to the end of our adventure. However, it isn't the end of the season. Next week begins a script reads, and make sure to stay subscribed for season two starting next year. Thank you for listening to Midnight Writers. 
you can find more Phil Rude on his podcast, The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude, or on Twitter at Phil Rude. Joelle and Julianne also have their own incredibly funny podcast called Mouse and Weens. You can follow Mouse and Weens on Twitter at Mouse and Weens. Keith is host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and you can find more of him and myself there. Follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. Finally, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Derek, the number nine, and then the word nine. That's Derek nine nine. have a ton of logical places to break up the conversation so i simply edited this edited this i didn't have a ton of logical places to break up the conversation so i simply edited edited it 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 edited it